0: I would like to invite you to take a moment. Take a moment with a deep breath in and a shallow incremental breath out. As you find your breath, your pace, your cadence, the rhythm of this breath, I invite you to look at you as a whole. Allow yourself feel into and lean
1: into your authentic expression. the expression of being in a position
0: that might feel new. But before we do that, Breathing in and intentionally breathing out, allow yourself to feel what you know. This knowing who you are, what you do and how you operate in the world allows you a foundation Breathing in and breathing out. Lean in to the wholeness. Lean in to the other side. Potentially shadow. Potentially uncertainty. All of it is you. As you take another breath in, And another breath out. Find your rhythm. Find your cadence in this being your wholeness. Breathing in the beginning, the middle, and the end of your breath. And with no rush, no sense of urgency, allowing yourself to find your body, to find your heart,
1: and to gather your thoughts. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about the psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Sarah, who I have the deep honor and grateful appreciation to revisit. We are going to talk, connect, and dive into all things, Sarah. Sarah, it's really great to see you. It's great to hear your voice. How are you coming in?
2: I'm, I'm great.
1: It's a little different the second time around, or are you feeling a different emotion knowing that As I recall, you've done this work a little bit. We've been integrating for some time. What would you say is the biggest difference coming in and talking about this work today?
2: I definitely have a deeper understanding for how it works, a deeper appreciation for it as well, and just finding the uniqueness in it for me.
1: I really love what you're saying. The uniqueness for you. Sorry mm-hmm. to that step on your toes, but that, that stopped me in my tracks, but too many people, especially with everything in the internet and the world at large, is, it's feeling rather, you know, collective or universal, like we should be doing this or everyone should be doing this. And what I hear you say is rather, this is my individual story.
2: Yes. It is, and coming into it thinking that it would go in one direction or heal certain things, or honing in on certain things that I thought I would, and having it take a completely different direction from something that I never read about or thought that it would take me to.
1: Can you tell me a little bit more about that? With this idea of what you came in thinking you were going to heal versus what you're actually now realizing is healing. What would you say and how would
0: you articulate that?
2: Sure. So the way I would describe it would be just certain things that I went through throughout my childhood that I thought would come up and I would just hone in on that specifically. But what I'm finding is a compounding effect of the things that have happened to me have shaped me into who I am. And I've always tried to kind of piece it apart to figure out, oh, is that why I think that way? Or is that why I perceive things a certain way? Um, And I'm realizing throughout this work that it absolutely is a part of shaping me into who I am, but then also accepting some of the things that have come up. and. Just working through some of that stuff.
1: What I'm hearing you say, and I deeply bow to it, is this idea that we can't hang everything on our biographical story as a child or how we were reared or the experiences we had be it enlightened, experiential, that were fun or even traumatic. We actually have to take accountability to potentially who we are just by nature or what we're drawn to, or what we're leaning into, if I dare say.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: When you say you agree, you're one of the things I really appreciated about you and the work I've done with you is this understanding that you're open to, hey, I will honor and heal my story, be it traumatic or enlightened or full of grief or full of elation, but I'm also not going to just allow that to be my whole story. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're uncovering now in that?
2: Um,
0: yeah, I think that
2: I, 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 have always, I've always felt so different from everybody that I've known based on things that I've gone through. So I think I definitely leaned into that a lot to growing up and just always thinking that I was so different, but, Now, as you said, some of these things that I'm uncovering throughout this work is that if you call it shadow work, if you will, I'm noticing that some of these things that are a part of me aren't even necessarily tied to everything that I've been through. Maybe it is layered on top of each other, but I guess I just don't really know how to describe.
1: Sure. May I help you with that? Yeah. There's a sense, too, that we immediately think the shadow or things that have been traumatic by nature or logic then should derive something that feels bad, doesn't serve me, or I should push away. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And rather, what I know to be for myself, personally, is some of the most amazing things are just as dark, just as potentially full of shadow. And they're not so bad, but rather a part of something that makes me awake and alive and full of more creativity and more life force. Do you get the sense that as you're tippy toeing and walking into the shadow, that there's a sense that you're recognizing some of the shadow work you're doing is actually some of the work of you being more authentic with yourself?
2: I do. I think Can it was something more that, about
1: that. Sorry. Yeah.
2: No, that's, that's good. Thank you for elaborating on that. I, uh, it, they are things that I've always thought about and wondered about and was curious about, but something that I was suppressed because of the nature of it, where some may perceive it as maybe a negative thing, although I don't see it that way, maybe anymore. So being able to express myself in ways that I've cared about in the past that people may judge or think negatively about, I am trying to learn to feel differently about that.
1: And when you do that, do you get the sensation internally? Let's just talk about you and with all due respect to the external environment, put them aside and dare I say suck them. How do you interface with yourself? Thank you for the last year. I always need that as a validation. <laughs> if, how do you reassure yourself that what you're authentically leaning into or desiring or even contemplating for that matter in your mind, not push you away or make you run? How, how is that step
0: being processed?
2: Because it's different from anything else that I've expressed and uncomfortable, if you will, just because it's not within my comfort zone, I'm just forcing myself, to be honest, to be uncomfortably comfortable. I don't know how else to describe it.
1: Yeah, no, it's a felt sense. Sometimes the Mm words provide limitations. I appreciate what you're saying. So being uncomfortable in the comfort or being comfortable in the uncomfort, Mm -hmm. there's a knowing though, is there not? Are you feeling Mm -hmm. some potential fire in your belly or intuitive knowing or addressing safety or what would you say you need to be able to explore even just trying something on or playing with? This newfound appreciation for who you are,
0: mm-hmm.
2: experimenting in it and putting myself in that place mentally, um, and like you said, feeling into it is the only way to explore it and try it on, and 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 that's where I'm finding so much more comfort in it than I thought I would.
1: Yeah, I love that. It reminds me if I could take a little public service announcement is this idea that people, myself included, recognize the clinical work I'm doing is we assume that if we understand it theoretically within our brains, that that's enough. And my argument is we can position it theoretically in what we hope to have, But until we experience it, embody it, and find emotional alignment with it, we really don't know. Right. And then to bookend that, it would be valuable and why I love integration so much is then we can theorize it, make sense of it, or at least try to embody it in a way that feels congruent to who we are. And then we can also throw away what doesn't feel right do you get the sense that you're recognizing what does feel right and what doesn't feel right? And how do you differentiate that now? So there's probably some trying on and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, this feels amazing, but I don't need to take it that far or, oh, it just isn't resonating with me. How do you, Sarah, recognize those kind of guideposts?
2: Mm -hmm. For me, it's all about what feels safe and comfortable and good and in the moment and then afterwards as well. So really just leaning into how everything feels and getting out of my head to try to understand it and to, I don't know, change it. You're laughing
1: at yourself right now. What are you you recognizing when you say, getting onto my head? I saw you and your face was pretty resonating of something there. What happened?
2: Sure. So when I started this work, I don't know, six, eight months ago, this was something that came up right away and that I pushed under the rug right away, thinking that I'm just going to figure this out. I'm not going to feel into this. and. I'm going to read my way through it and figure out how to make it all go away and not fully accepting myself for it. And as I'm exploring it more and trying it on, I'm noticing that it's, I've become more settled and at peace and calmer and I've slowed down sitting with the comfort of it.
1: That is a breath of fresh air. And I love the fact that you called it reading through it, because I know myself, I've been there with the litany of books to go, oh, this is what I'm doing. This feels right. They just reassured me, right?
2: Yeah, always.
1: It's such a radical differentiation, though, isn't it? To like feel it and go, oh, shit, this is much different than just getting lost mentally in it. Mm -hmm. Do you get a sense of tethers? What are you doing to anchor yourself as I hear you so beautifully say? you're trying, you're doing, you're leaning into these experiential exercises and this medicine work. What do you do to kind of safeguard it? I know you earlier said safety is paramount to you. How do you then keep the container for yourself? It's,
2: it's knowing when and we've talked about too, like the cadence of it you know when to try it on and when to put it on the shelf and yeah i would say that's
1: so what you're saying you shouldn't and we shouldn't and they shouldn't and anyone shouldn't just be doing this every week that there's there's an incubation period that we should be taking stock in <laughs> and being a little bit more prudent with diving into experiences
2: Yes. Yes. I was thinking my <laughs> one line the the integration part, but yes, that too. The experiences. When I think back to my first experience, I still feel as though I'm integrating from that one. So it's it's it has become a compounding effect between each of the sessions where I'm still integrating from the first one.
1: I want to talk a little bit about that because I think that. Is something we as a population diving into psychedelics forgets, and you just said it very clearly. The first session is compounding on it. And I'm the first one to say my mathematics is awful, but when it comes to this medicine work, it doesn't just stop and then start into another experience. There's easily an overlay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I'm hearing you say is you're still carrying much of what you first did throughout now to your third experience. Is that accurate?
2: It is. Does it provide you more
1: information? Go ahead. Sorry.
2: It does. Yeah. Yes. I would say after the third experience, there are things now that I completely understand from my first experience where I I just couldn't put all the pieces together. And I would say each after each session, I'm getting clearer and clearer as to what I need from the medicine.
1: Yeah, I find that super helpful, this idea of like a clarity, almost the polishing off of sorts. And I think it rings an endorsement to we can put everything that we gain from these experiences in a book or on a shelf or at least have them. And it speaks volumes to not having to do anything with it actively. But reflecting on the fact that it existed and happened is highly different than it existed, it happened, and then grasping at straws, trying to figure out what to do with it. And the value I hear you saying is, yeah, that happened, but maybe let's let it kind of simmer. Let's go back to it. Let's revisit it. Or let's wait until another experience happens to really like shine some light on and clarify it. Did you find that to be the truth for you where it almost came out of nowhere after the third experience that it shined the light on something that you were confused at within the first or second experience? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, I would say after the, after the first and second experience. It was there, where it it came to mind, but not necessarily to body, so I didn't necessarily feel into it a little bit, I did I guess. but after the third experience, it, I completely
0: felt it, and that was the experience that confirmed.
2: my intuition on the first and second of what it is that I was looking for.
1: And when you say, and you're integrating a confirmation of sorts, I want to dovetail into now, where does that lead you? You have this confirmation of sorts of who you are. Does it give you more reassurance as you operate in the world or more desire to uncover more i know that becomes somewhat of a internal conflict with people is the desire to dive deeper or digest more Mm
2: -hmm. i would say it's a little bit of both i definitely have more that i want to explore within and then
1: you say that again i have just lost you for some reason i can edit all this shit out so when you say there's this razor's edge of sorts that you want to explore more and you want to integrate more? How do you differentiate the two or what makes sense in
0: this moment?
2: Yes, exploring more. I definitely want to explore more um, and integrate more. And as far as acceptance with it, I'm just starting to understand myself better and accept myself all of myself more, which comes down to self love, um, which is what we've talked about so many times. And I always thought that I understood it so well because I've always you know, loved all of the great things about myself. But um, having some of the shadow work come through, it, I, I'm starting to love and appreciate that side of me as well. And in turn, just makes me feel more whole. So it definitely makes me want to integrate more and explore more.
1: That is a ticket to punch. I love the fact that you're talking about this idea of loving yourself and compassion within the darkness, within the shadow, within the holistic approach of our spectrum of who we are. It's that easy, is it?
2: No, it's not. It's getting easier. I think it'll get easier. Yeah.
1: And it's fun too, isn't it? Isn't it fun to like kind of lean in and go, oh yeah, a part of me, that esoteric weird nuance that I've kind of always questioned is something to appreciate. Yeah. What do you, what do you owe psychedelics knowing that this journey has been almost a year now? What are you recognizing within this new invitation?
2: Just, just the appreciation for, yeah, self-acceptance and just uncovering and allowing me the bravery, if you will, to explore in these unknown waters and feel safe in it.
1: For sure. And what's amazing and deeply appreciative of this entire conversation is your ability to make it your own and also hold this container as reverent to you and sacred to you which i think psychedelics can do right this idea that no one really needs to know the stories behind why i'm doing it but they can hear the transformation in me doing it
2: mm-hmm.
1: do you get that sensation within yourself that no one needs to know what i'm doing but rather they can just witness how i'm operating in the world
0: absolutely Yes, I have,
2: it's, it's doing my own work to show up better for the people that I love and, and yeah, not having to share every detail along the way and just being certain and comfortable in that.
1: I love it. As you know, I love to end every time, all the time with how are you walking and being gentle with yourself. Sarah, what are you doing to be gentle with yourself today?
2: I am slowing down. <laughs> Finally. You?
1: You're slowing down? I am. <laughs> yes. The last Indulge two... Indulge me. <laughs> right. Indulge me. <laughs> what does slowing down look like? I'm pulling it out of you.
2: I am. I am slowing down with social events. I am slowing down my mind. I am slowing down with my children and being more present with them. And just, I'm out in nature more. I'm still reading, but reading a little bit less and just having more quiet time when I drive. I don't have the radio on. Just any opportunity that I can find to quiet my brain, I'm doing so
1: bow to you thank you so much i'm so grateful and i witnessed a lot of healing and thank you for your, the trust and the expression you've given today
2: thank you